0: disclaimer this podcast was not made to slander or speak ill of any author we will soon talk about we will try our best to disassociate the author from their books this is a book discussion and we are just speaking our opinions and not just speaking negatively about any book and this is a spoiler warning hey guys so isabel once again she's not here but it's okay It's going to be a little weird, a little funky, because we did Chain of Gold with Isabel, which we recorded, like, weeks and weeks ago, and now we're doing Chain of Iron, which is the second book in the series that just came out, like, March 2nd, and there was a little bit of a shake in my voice because I'm not over it, so this is going to be a packed episode. Yeah, like, we just, you know, we don't want to push Isabel, and I feel like me me and Doris already have... lot to say so we'll see how that goes yeah we definitely have some thoughts about everything in chain of iron it was so good like i think it's one of the best books cassandra clare has written yet like it is fantastic in my opinion yeah like aside from the fact that she's a controversial author like she has talent like it really shines through and like it it's kind of painful but you know i really want to support her but not really you know i mean the thing about cassandra clare is that she's problematic but like i feel like she's still a little bit better than other problematic authors because she kind of learned and grew from the mortal instruments like she has the representation and stuff but i think it's definitely um, gone better i mean i'm not i don't stay up to date with like Other stuff, but like through writing, it seems a lot better, so Mm -hmm. that's a plus, I guess. Yeah, so for Chain of Iron, I rated it five stars at first, but then I got annoyed at the ending because of Matthew, which we will discuss more later. So I took away a star out of spite. So, no, in my opinion, it's still a five star book, but I gave it four stars. You haven't given it back yet. No, I haven't given it back yet. I'm holding it hostage. I see. It it needs to earn it back. Chain of Mm. Thorns, when it comes out, maybe I'll give it back. I see. I gave it five stars, so... (laughs) (laughs) I literally saw you give it five stars. I was like, I see, Anya, you're not gonna do... I'm sorry, I couldn't stand in solidarity with you. (laughs) But it's so interesting because you gave Chain of Gold three stars, and I gave Chain of Gold five stars, and then you gave chain of iron five stars so that's a two-star jump for you like that's crazy i know but needless to say chain of iron deserves the five-star rating yes amazing okay so basically in chain of iron chain of gold left off on a really sad note with the whole fake marriage thing like Mm. Oh my God! it was crazy! And so I thought there was gonna be a little bit more development on the marriage thing in chain of iron and But then, when I started reading, I just got smacked into the whole thing because they got married like immediately after the book started it I'm not the thing with the wedding is that I didn't really think it would go through like obviously it kind of had to for you know Cordelia's um dignity. But I, a tiny part of me was like, oh, well, no, there, there'll be a loophole or there'll be like a battle and they won't be able to have the wedding, you know, I didn't like, I didn't really think about how it would happen until it did. And then I was like, oh, they're getting married already, but I'm sure, oh my God, literally thinking about Cordelia and James wearing gold? Oh my God. It suits them so well, because, like, Cordelia with her complexion, and And then then, James with his gold eyes. I know! It is so good. And then Lucy and Jesse wearing, like, I feel like they're a very silver couple. Mm. I mean, chain of iron, chain of gold. Chain of iron, chain of gold! Ah! (laughs) Also, the cover, we've, we've fangirled over the covers multiple times, but just, it's so beautiful. I saw it at Barnes & Noble. And I was like, maybe, maybe I should get the books. Maybe, maybe I can afford $40 worth of books. And then I was like, no, I should, I should hold and just read like a borrowed copy. No, but the cover, it had so much symbolism that I didn't even notice at first. Like Lucy's voyance room, it's like shining. And then the murderer was was stealing runes. Mm Mm-hmm. Cassandra Clare loves her shiny, her shiny I runes. I mean, runes are so cool, anyways. I don't blame her. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're like glorified really cool tattoos. tattoos. Yeah, and then she has Jesse's pendant, I'm pretty sure, in her hand, which is really interesting. Oh, and then all of it's underwater. Oh my god, is it? Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Does it ring a bell? Because guess what happened in like the one of the battle scenes. The incident was, like, underwater because of a sea monster demon thing. hmm Remember? Yeah, the Belial demon's brother or whatever. Yeah, that person, which... Person. <laughs> person. <laughs> which we will discuss later, but it is a fantastic cover. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. There are moths in it, but me and Anya, we don't know what the moths symbolize. Yeah, we, we so. both forgot. So... Um, aside from, you know, our favorite characters, there's also, like, a murder mystery kind of happening, which I thought oh. was kind of cool. I mean, honestly, the plot of this book was slower than I thought it would be, because... Really? I, feel, I thought it was really fast-paced. <laughs> I mean, I think it was. Maybe it was just in the beginning, because in the beginning, it was, oh, like, yeah, the we was had slow. no clue who was murdering people, and then it was, like, the wedding, and then... I almost felt like the end of the book was really rushed because so much stuff happened. They revealed who the murderer was. They, the whole thing with Cordelia, just a lot happened in the end and I was shaking. It was, I was so like kind of overwhelmed and oh my God, it was a lot. So when I read, I always, I always have to, like, if it, I I can't talk. If I'm about to finish a book, then I have to do it at night or else I'm I'm like, I have to finish it tonight or else I will not be able to survive. No. Oh my God. Lately, I've been finishing books like in the, like around noon. And so then I'm like, oh yeah, but I can just read a book immediately after. No, I can't do that. I need a full night's rest before I go on embark into my new journey of a new book. And it really sucks because I'm just not reading for a day because, like, you know, I need that reset. Mm -hmm. And that's why I can't finish multiple books in one day. Like, I could never. Yeah, like, literally just... I don't know, some people seem to really like being ahead of their Goodreads thing, and I'm already so ahead, I feel embarrassed when I add another book. Sometimes I look at, like, because obviously it shows notifications on when you finish a book and it sends it to your friends and all that, and I'm embarrassed whenever I finish a book, like, literally after a day. I'm like, I promise I have a life, it was just a good book. (laughs) No, I mean, I I barely have a life, but I'm like, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can mark this as read, you know, an hour later. (laughs) No, I can't even defend it because sometimes I forget to mark a book that I'm currently reading. And so then automatically it just like... I spend less than a day on because you have to mark it as currently reading and then mark it as read or else it won't be counted to your, you know, your little score thing. Mm. But I think eventually I'm going to need to edit my thing and put more books in because initially I put 45 as a good, you know, in case I got into a book slump. But, um, I'm already 53% way done and Anya's like 60% or something like that. Well, mine's out of 40 though, so... Still, you're like three books ahead of me. No, like I was literally thinking about it. And when I was like setting it up. And so at first I was like, I shouldn't make it a hundred books. And I don't think I will. Because I was like, that's one book every three days. That's a lot. But now I'm like, I I could probably do that. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like already right now, we are getting to the hundred. Like we're going to get to a hundred books before we know it. Yeah, and, so, like, summer break, that that's a thing. I know, that's when we, be like, really go ham. Yeah. Because, you know, we're busy. We're busy during the school year. But summer break is when we start binging. Like, it's crazy. So, I think I feel like I kind of missed out last summer, though, because of quarantine. We weren't able to get many books from mm-hmm. the actual library because it was closed so I had to wait for the digital library but then the digital library doesn't have as many books so like it was the whole thing and wow i'm just like making up for lost time yeah with my um reading books and one sitting obsession even though it has a bigger obsession than me <laughs> Okay, going back to Chain of Iron, the murder mysteries, they were something. I feel like it was such a good added element, and I didn't even read for the plot. I read it for the characters and the ships, but it was a good Mm plot-ish. I mean, it it was paced a little weirdly, but I think out of all of Cassandra Clare's books, it's probably still paced the best. I think I like the pacing more than Chain of Gold. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even remember what happened in Chain of Gold, to be perfectly honest, but it was a lot. <laughs> you know what I really liked, though? And she didn't have to go in detail, but it's like a fan service to us because the wedding between... We, we already talked about, like, the dress, the, like, the outfits, you know? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all, um, Cordelia's dad came home for it, I know it was so annoying I was so angry at Elias because the audacity for him to come back to the wedding and be like what do you mean why didn't why don't I get a role why don't why am I not walking you down the aisle Mm -hmm. or whatever and I'm like you arrived literally like the night of you don't get anything yeah you don't deserve anything Cordelia literally learned that her dad was, like, a raging alcoholic and he went to go to get cured from alcoholism. Mm-hmm. First of all, <laughs> that did not happen. And then she, like, yeah, it's, like, tradition for your dad to walk you down the aisle, but for a dad that literally lied to her her whole life, I feel like that's asking for way too much. Yeah. I don't understand how he has... The ego to act the way he does. Mm-hmm. Because Alistair is embarrassed by him. S-Sona, Sona Carstairs, like the mom, she obviously loves him, but I don't know. She deserves better, I feel like. Yeah, like her family ha- had a really good reputation. Yeah, And like, even though um, Elias had a good one too, because he slayed the demon that killed, <gasps> killed Jem's parents. <laughs> But, um, even though he did that, like, he quickly lost that honor, but Sana, she's just trying to keep her family together. And she was pregnant the entire time. I know. Oh my god, I felt so bad for her because she was literally so stressed because she was obviously trying to make sure her baby was gonna be healthy and all that, and then her husband a raging alcoholic embarrassed her at many different events and then cordelia she was like moving out and she was with james but then obviously cordelia is not that happy because you know james being cursed and all that he doesn't really love her back so it's just a lot and especially with alistair being kind of moody and broody so <laughs> but like also it was literally, it was literally cordelia's wedding like that night at reception and he he drank a lot and he made a big fuss and like obviously it was about like not walking her down the aisle but it it's her wedding and james literally went to go like help him and you know good husband james being a good friend i love james i feel like he really shined out in this book with his like platonic self and like caring self and all that platonic platonic, and. Honestly, James deserves more rights. Obviously, still love Matthew more. But, like, James was pretty dang good. Yeah, James, I feel like he didn't redeem himself fully. But, you know, he's, he's progressing. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like it was, I felt so bad for Cordelia because she was embarrassed that her dad was making a huge fuss. And he was drunk. And he had to be escorted out. And everyone was, like, staring at him. And, oh, my God. It was a whole thing. Oh, my God. And then poor Alistair had to take care of him again. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think it was in Chain of Gold where um, Cordelia was talking about Jem. And she was like, yeah, my dad doesn't like to ask for help from him. And I was like, what? Because, I mean, I get it, I guess. Because Jem is, like, a silent brother and he's i don't even remember honestly i just i just remember gem gem is everything (laughs) when gem when he played at the wedding outside and he was like i teared up because he couldn't be inside because he was obviously a silent brother and he couldn't be a part of these shadow hunter ceremonies and so he was outside and then will like was like looking at him and i was just like Yeah, like, as soon as I read the word Violet, I was like, oh my god, Jem is here. I teared up. I was literally like, Jem was such a big part of both James and Cordelia's life, mostly James, and the fact that he made the effort to come to the wedding, pick up his instrument, which is, you know, a human thing, Mm -hmm. and he did that as an exception for James and Cordelia, even though it's not really a wedding, like... Jed deserves all rights. Absolutely. Even though he wasn't even present through, like, half the book because he was, like, off in the The sister maze thing. But, like, okay, and then after the wedding, like, I mean, Cordelia and James are, like, friends anyways. You know, Cordelia has her unrequited love and James is basically in love with her too. But they're still friends beyond that. And so they had so many cute moments like friendship and, like, like romantic it's not even romantic it's just like cute moments Mm -hmm. in their relationship their whole thing like the setup with their games and all of that was everything i loved it it was so good like the whole thing with chess because obviously cordelia is like a master at chess and then james is just trying to keep up and they were playing like Then, like, after their wedding, and then they play it every day, because if they win, they'll get a secret out of the other person, Mm -hmm. and that's a recipe for disaster, in my opinion, because I could never. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, they started off with, like, easy questions, though, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it was like, what's the secret you've never told anyone? And James was like, I don't know, I don't like this food or something. I don't even know. But I remember the first question was, like, pretty basic. Okay, but then going back to Elias, he had a whole situation because, you know, he's an alcoholic. He didn't fix it at all. But my drawing line, like, where he went too far was when he asked James for money. Mm-hmm. Because apparently the Herndels are extremely rich and they can just give out money however they please. And the fact that he had the audacity to go up to him, be like, yeah, I want to talk to you because he knew that Cordelia would get mad at him. Mm -hmm. So he went to Jane specifically and he wasn't even planning on telling Cordelia that he was going to ask them for money. And it wasn't a It was a huge amount of money, too. Yeah, it was, like, some hundred thousand, I think. Yeah, six hundred thousand pounds in today's society. Oh, my God. That's so much. I know. The nerve of this man. I know. But, like... James, when they went to have dinner at, like, the Carstairs house place, like, James was so polite. He's like, hey, do you, like, to Elias, he's like, hey, how did you slay that demon? Like, tell us about your stories. And he, like, uh. he was so nice. He, like, he knew that, obviously, Elias, he's not doing well. And, obviously, Alistair and Cordelia are just a little bit embarrassed by their father being a complete wreck. And so the fact that he was polite enough to make like distract Elias kind of and was like, "Yeah, um you are you're so heroic. Tell us more." And oh yeah, I'm interested in that. You can you can tell that story. And obviously, he exaggerated every part of that story to make him seem more heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. James just redeeming himself every day. Yeah. Good for for James. I know. But then the audacity of this man to go and get himself killed. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, first of all, he left the house by telling Cordelia, yeah, James is like a really sucky husband. And then he's 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 walking home and he gets freaking killed. I know, and then Cordelia's pissed at James, and they had a whole fight. Like, I don't care enough about Elias, but I do care about my ship. And the mm-hmm. fact that he drove a wedge between them, oh my god.
1: Like, Disrespectful. Like, I get why
0: Cordelia was upset. Like, I really do. Like, she just thought, mm-hmm. like, oh, her dad was so angry, you know, maybe he wasn't paying attention. But, first of all, it's ne- it was never James's fault. Like, James mm-hmm. did the right thing, because... Alistair literally told Cordelia she was like he was like yeah he would have just gambled it all away but then Alistair never uh not Alistair. Elias never like apologized he just died. I know he didn't even get a chance to go to rehab and be a good father and say sorry to Alistair. No he had to just get himself murdered. What a loser getting murdered. I know and the thing is it was revealed that not only did he ask Jane for money, but he lied. He said that they had to pay off their house or whatever, and he needed to support Sona and the baby. No, the house was already paid. He mm-hmm. was lying just to get money. Six hundred thousand? That's insane. No, I think it was paid with so- Sona, Sona's-, Sona's Sona's like dowry, like when they got married. Yeah so like Mm -hmm. that's from such a long time ago too it's just crazy it's mind-boggling that he thought that it was okay to do that Mm -hmm. and yeah and it's so sad because cordelia was so angry she was like but why didn't you tell me we could have given him money like we could have done this then he would have had a clear mind when he went home he would have He could have stayed the night or whatever. But no, he had to go and he had to die. And so, obviously, Cordelia, she still loves her father. Even though he's a sucky dude. He's, like... It's just so sad. Because Mm -hmm. Cordelia never got to confront him or understand why he became the way he was. Also, like, while... I mean, I think the timing was kind of weird. But, like, while Cordelia was, like, crying, Matthew, like chapter 13 he went, chapter 13 <laughs> he went to like the window or something and he he like yeah. knocked on it and he's like can i come in and then he told her that he poisoned his mom and made her lose her baby and like oh my god Okay, we need to rewind chapter 13 <laughs> was an emotional train wreck for me i was like So basically, I was listening to music while I was, you know, reading, and Taylor Swift was out here playing songs like Enchanted and Paper Rings and just London Boy, like the happiest songs ever. And I was just trying to vibe with chapter 13, but then I read Matthew coming into the window, and I was like, no, 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 this is not gonna work. So I went into the playlist, I found a nice, suitable song. What well, was that song Falling by Harry Styles? Oh, my Because, God. you know, that's perfect. But then I thought that, like, it was going to be, like, a nice, chill song. It's, like, it's pretty, you know. It's one of my favorite songs by Harry Styles. And um, then I realized the lyrics are shockingly similar to Matthew. hmm Let me just read a couple. I'm in my bed, and you're not here, and there's no one to blame but the drink in my wandering hands. I know. And then, oh my God. And Cordelia, like, every time she saw Matthew drink from his flask, she's like, oh, but he's not like my dad. <gasps> oh my God. That whole thing, because I I didn't realize it either. He is so similar to Lies, and it's so difficult for Cordelia, because she literally saw how alcohol literally destroyed her father's life destroyed their entire family's life Mm -hmm. and he's and she's watching matthew do the exact same thing i know it's so sad and oh my god what if i'm someone i don't want around matthew not loving himself and he's falling and and like literally i think it was anna who said it and she's like matthew has this tendency to always go for like hopeless stuff and oh my god he actually used to like lucy like i i'm sorry this is like a, a more lighthearted part and you're still over here like mm, pouty pouty I'm sorry, but like I, 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 I used like, to like lucy like i just thought i just like i shipped them i just it was like a best friend's our brother's best friend I thought it was enough, I thought it was the other way around where Lucy liked Matthew. Oh well I thought they yeah. liked each other. I thought they were like Oh, I see. Like at the beginning of Chain of Gold, I thought maybe they would end up together, but then yeah. you know Jesse. But I I had no clue that Matthew actually liked Lucy. Oh, I'm sorry, Doris. You're still Matthew, so Matthew, he deserves so much better because he keeps on going after these girls that don't appreciate him enough. Well, guess what, Matthew? I'm right here. I can <laughs> give you the love. <laughs> Doris it's... is presenting herself as a candidate. Yes, I'm a contestant. Hi, my name is Doris. I like dogs. I would take care of Oscar. I, I am a nice therapy person I, I listen really well you can tell me yeah. all your problems i can i'll go ride in your car too i can do a loss i can i can clap back at charles tell him he's being stupid and that he sucks and all that i can c- tell james obviously i know about the bracelet so i can just rip it off of him so i am perfect but no he has to go after cordelia i know freaking cordelia <laughs> cordelia and so it's so sad because he's the second choice over and I over know. and over again he was the one that asked Ma- james can we be parabatai and obviously james was so excited he loved it he like keeps the shirt that matthew uh-huh. oh my god in. that part Doris and, sent me that part like before i had even started the book and i was like oh my god that's so cute and i was out here literally crying but then the second they become parapetai james had to go and get himself cursed by a freaking bracelet by grace and that whole thing and matthew lost his parapetai essentially and so now he's he didn't have anyone to tell his secret to he still hasn't talked to james about the secret Mm -hmm. and he told gordelia before james and that hurts but, like, you would think that parabatai would just be there for each other. They would talk. James barely even noticed, like, he noticed Matthew drinking, but he didn't notice Matthew drinking. And, like, they're not supposed to keep secrets from each other. And that's the same thing with Lucy and Cordelia. Oh, my God, yeah. these all of these parabatai, because obviously they are, like... They're great parabattae, even though obviously Will and Gem are the best. But mm-hmm. they're so pretty dang good. They're better than Jason Alec, that's for sure. Yeah. So I just don't understand where this is coming from. <laughs> Literally, I saw this fan theory on Goodreads where this person was like, Oh, I don't think Lucy and Cordelia will end up as parabatae in the end, because they haven't officially like asked oh. each other and done the ceremony. And as much as it pains me to say it, I feel like that makes sense because Lucy kept so many secrets. She was literally trying to bring a dead boy back to life. I know. One of the most heartbreaking scenes was when Cordelia- like when the whole scene at the end where Lucy was trying to prevent Cordelia from stabbing Jesse- And she was literally like, she's like, you won't hurt me. You won't hurt me. Don't do this. And Cordelia is like, I can't do anything. And she was like realizing, she was like, Lucy loves this boy. And I don't even know him at all. I don't know his personality. I don't know his values. I don't know him as a person because Lucy didn't tell her anything. And she was so unbelievably sad she just like was, sh- I just like, she was staring at them and she's like, I'm supposed to know you. I'm supposed to be your best friend and you won't tell me anything. And honestly, I love Lucy as a character. I think she's great. But something about her in this book really rubbed me the wrong way. And I thought everybody agreed with me when I went on Instagram to see like people's reactions. But apparently not. Apparently, I'm in the, like, the minority in here Mm -hmm. in this case. I mean, I agree with you, but... No, literally, everyone's like, I love Jesse and Lucy. They're better than James and Cordelia, which I I kind of agree, but also, at the same time, I love James and Cordelia, so I don't agree. I don't think they're bad, but better than James and Cordelia. I know, that's a strong statement. I know. (laughs) We will talk more about James and Cordelia, because they had a lot of great moments in this book but i don't know lucy the only development she had this entire book was just jesse bring jesse back to life she didn't have much interactions with james being like you know sisters and brothers she didn't have much like interaction with cordelia because even though they're supposed to be pair of a tie and best friends She didn't have much interaction with Matthew, even though Matthew was already kind of dying. But, you know, being friends and all that. And she just kind of seemed separate this entire book. And I thought it was going to be great. I thought she was going to have so much development. But I was low-key kind of disappointed, you know. Same. Like, I don't... I'm not sure how she would tell anyone. Yeah, I'm trying to summon, uh, or not summon, but like I'm trying to practice necromancy with this guy and, or no, with this girl, with this girl who has cursed my brother and is, and her mom associates with demons. But like, she kept so many secrets and she, I mean, she felt guilty, but she didn't do anything about that and like she literally ran away at the end I know and I love their friendship I think that Cordelia and Lucy they're really good friends they're great pair of batai. but when is enough enough because Cordelia basically told Lucy oh she told Lucy a lot obviously she didn't she also kept secrets but I don't know her Lucy secrets are knew. a lot less serious yeah because necromancy is a terrible thing it's mm-hmm. against the law it's literally disrupt like a it's life dark for a dark life. Magic. exactly and the fact that she didn't tell anybody just really rubbed me the wrong way and obviously there's Jesse and Lucy, their scenes are really cute to not then get me started on the dancing scene, oh my And the hairbrushing scene. They she's were like, so good. I command you to dance with me! And then she's like, I could feel like him. The thing is, they don't have nearly as much development as James and Cordelia. They just kinda fell for each other, you know? It's not really insta-love, but it's just it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, just because yeah. Lucy could see him, suddenly they were, like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, like, they spend a lot of time together, but I don't know. I was just kind of surprised that it came so suddenly, I guess. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because, obviously, James and Cordelia are just a buttload of angst. So, yeah. But, like, also, I don't know, because Jesse literally told Cordelia and... Or, lucy and grace that he didn't really want to be alive again and they I think, still tried to practice yeah. like they you know did spells yeah. and whatever yeah obviously like jesse he wants like he his dream was to be a no- normal boy again but necromancy is a huge thing it has a really high cost and lucy and grace went to extreme we, like, distance is just to get a chance of bringing him back to life. Being able to, like, talk and discuss with Malcolm Fade. And I don't know. I just feel like... Yeah, going to Malcolm lot. was, like, the biggest red flag to me. I was like, Malcolm? Same. I know. He's like, already emotionally unstable. But then like, we're he got worse. we talking about Malcolm from The Dark Artifices, the one who literally tried to uh, bring Annabelle back to, <gasps> Annabelle, like, oh my god, oh god that scene was insane. Oh my lord. Everything just clicked. I was like, oh my god, this is Annabelle oh. Blackthorn, Malcolm Faith, freaking Grace. Grace is the reason, I mean, kind of also Lucy, but like, Mostly Grace. Yeah, mostly Grace. Come on, Grace. Like, this guy is literally known for his magic. You literally destroyed, like, you caused all the problems in two book series out of, like, five. Mm -hmm. Are you proud of yourself? I hope not. But... Cassandra Clare like hinted that the dark artifices and the last hours are connected somehow. But I didn't think it was this. I thought it was just because Emma's a Carstairs and Julian's a Blackthorn or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought it's gonna be about their families. But no, it's apparently about Malcolm and wow. Yeah, because like Annabelle was supposed like she um everyone told Malcolm, like oh yeah she's an iron sister you know but literally her family killed her the blackthorn the blackthorn family killed her like mm-hmm. and the person that told her was a black told him was a blackthorn yeah freaking Grace. that's just extra salt in the wound and grace wasn't even nice about it she's just like yeah she's dead i know L- literally lucy was just like dude what is wrong with you you should've been like less harsh or you could have just like made something up because obviously he's heartbroken yeah and i i mean i agree like you know you shouldn't keep like that kind of lie because but Mm -hmm. it could have been a gentler lie or like it could have been you know oh she you know she was an iron sister but she died of illness a couple years back or something i don't know especially because he was gonna help her for more information but then he took it back he was like never mind never mind and then lucy was like oh well i can command ghosts so i'll command her to come see you You're like bro oh my god that is that not was even idea. more yeah and he's very unstable at this point because he's thinking of bringing annabelle back to life and i don't know i wouldn't i don't advise going to warlocks with histories of necromancy but that's just my personal opinion not controversial my thing. I know controversial opinion. Oh, what's the T? I'm gonna get canceled for this, but oh my god, you know, there is. Oh no, you know I don't support necromancy. Ha! <laughs> Except for if you know Taylor Swift did somehow die, I would not say I'm against bring her back to Obviously. life. Obviously, but Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's won't an exception. Die. She won't die. She is immortal. She is god. <laughs> yes, literally 1989. The pop bible? Yeah. Pretty much. John Mayer's Satan. Okay, but Taylor Swift with her with her hidden messages is like a whole another level of crazy. I know and I feel like literally the world revolves around her. Like the Grammy's date, March fourteenth, it literally adds up to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Try it. Three plus one plus four plus two plus two plus one. Oh, I thought you meant just the 3 and 14. I was like, Doris, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm smarter than that, okay? You don't okay. Need to look down on me like that, okay? <gasps> the audacity. You looked so confused. You were like, Doris, I don't know about this. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. Anyways. Wait, I only get eleven. Oh wait, is it plus yeah is it like plus twenty is like twenty twenty-one? Yeah, plus. 21. Oh, okay. I was doing twenty one, I was like, Doris. <laughs> Doris <laughs> By the way, we're doing like the Debbie Ryan thing like Okay anyways. This <laughs> took so long too. You're like Doris, I don't I, I don't know. I No, I literally I literally did I the have. math in my head like four times. It's like I was like, Doris, I didn't <laughs> this isn't working out it's not computing you can't just control math <laughs> anyways back to chain of iron um you know who can control math apparently grace yeah. and lucy controlling demon not demons ghosts. she can probably control albert einstein to do anything she wanted Honestly, she did not use her power to its full potential. I know. I would have done so much. I would have, like, brought, like, racist people back to life and been like, you were wrong. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously there's still racist people, but, like, back in her time, was there anyone, like, really bad yet? Um... There were, like, people in America that were pretty bad, like Andrew Jackson. Oh, Oh, this is probably going to get too controversial. (laughs) We need to stop right here. I don't think it's agreed upon. But anyways, um. Yeah. Yeah, we don't support Andrew Jackson in this household. (laughs) Yeah, cancel Andrew Jackson 2021. (laughs) If you're wondering on our, you know, our presidential stance. Yeah. (laughs) You know, another couple that I kind of, I don't know, it's obviously, it's not like a good couple, but it's like a good representation, I guess, is Anna and Ariadne. Their whole relationship dynamic is something, because the whole short story between them was really interesting, so. Because it's like, Anna still obviously has feelings, because she was like clutching Ariadne's hand when she was like attacked by the demon but then when Ariadne like went back to her Anna was like you know I don't I will ever love you again yeah no they were literally Anna treated her like she was just a fling and obviously Ariadne knew better but you know you can only try so hard before Mm -hmm. you just give up and obviously Anna didn't want her to give up but then it did happen eventually and that scene was so sad because Ariadne was walking away and she didn't look back but then anna was she pretended she was walking away and she just like knelt on the ground and she was like so sad and wow it's like a good perspective i guess because it's like they obviously have feelings but it's just like it didn't work out i guess so yeah Especially because, you know, Anna's kind of an outcast, and is the daughter of the Inquisitor, so she has a high role in society. She but she's has to adopted, like bring her Mm-hmm. And she's Indian, so mm-hmm. she's POC. So, obviously, she needs to have some role in society, so she kind of gave up on Anna, and so Anna was heartbroken, and now it's the other way around, and- Anna's just kind of holding a grudge, and Ariani just misses her. And it's a whole thing, and wow. Yeah. It's so sad. It's a lot. I know, it's so much. I don't know. It's just, I feel so bad for both of them, and I wish them the best. But honestly, I prefer Alistair and Thomas that we're going to talk about, LGBT ships. Okay, but Alistair a nice and Thomas were so weird. Like, I'm not... Really? Okay, like it's cute. Don't get me wrong. It's just first of all, um, Alistair used to bully bully Thomas and his friends. Alistair has emotional problems. That can't justify everything. <laughs> I mean, like, no, he's so sad. He, I know, he regrets a sad everything. Boy, but his conversations with Cordelia are so sad. He's like, Yeah, but and he was talking to Thomas. He was like, yeah, but look at you now. You have this great group of friends and I have no one. Oh my- you know, at the funeral, he, he like, I think he told Cordelia, he's like, I can't even cry at my own dad's funeral. I know. I mean, I mean he just has trauma on you. You gotta be a little nicer. Yeah, but also, like, their first, like, romantic, official romantic moment was, like, in a jail cell after Thomas was accused of murder. You're acting like Paris was nothing. <laughs> but I'm saying like speechless. <laughs> but I am saying when they actually like when Thomas was like, Are you are you like me? And then Alistair's like, I'm nothing like you. You're such a good person and Thomas was like, I don't mean it in that way. <laughs> that was so awkward. Oh my god. But I mean I the whole the are you like together? me I know. I feel like he just took it away like it was nothing and wow oh my god and then by the end of the book Cassandra Clare just took away the ship because she could literally none of the ships were they were doing great in the middle of the book and then it went downhill and it was so sad and oh my god hold on This is just a quote from the ending scene where, you know, Alistair broke stuff off with Thomas. He was like, Tom, you patrolled alone at night because you like things that are dangerous and unhealthy for you. I won't be one of those things. It's really, really sad. And then he said, don't. It is impossible It won't ever be. And then Thomas stood looking after him as they vanished down the hall. Somehow he kept expecting Alistair to turn and look back at him, even once. But Alistair never did. Hmm, poor Thomas. I love Thomas. Thomas is great. I know, and Thomas is just trying to be like happy, but then Alistair wasn't having it and... Okay, going on to another sh- whole thing that's even more heartbreaking. James and Cordelia. They were so cute. Mm. I feel like James and Cordelia are one of my favorite couples that Cassandra Clare has written so far. I feel like couples? Probably, Like, Will and Tessa, they're great. But, like, I don't know. I don't care about the couples. I care about (laughs) Jem. Literally. No, but, like, yeah, I agree. I think... James and Cordelia, like, relationship is the best. I don't think any of the other books have a good, a good, good relationship. I don't know. Will and Tessa are pretty good. I mean, yeah, they're good. It's just. Yeah. James and Cordelia have a lot of development, like, more than the other couples, though. Except for maybe Julian and Emma, kind of. You know? Um, debatable. Uh, yeah, but... They're pretty cute like when Cordelia she read him a book when she was sick and oh my God, when he went back to Blackthorn Manor and Grace was talking about how she couldn't control him even though she had the powers because to... he's already in love with someone. And he was like, yeah, this girl Cordelia, he kept on talking to her over about her over and over again And Grace was like, yeah I can't make him fall in love with me when he's already in love with her like he talks about her Constantly and like I can't do anything about it. And I'm like James You love her so much and it just isn't working out Freaking James and the stupid bracelet. Oh, my God. But, like, every time he would, like, kiss um, Cordelia or he would, like, do something, like, romantic with her, like, his bracelet clasp thing would, like, break a little bit. I know. Oh, my God. I read, like, when I was, like, kind of, like, looking over, like, the book, like, I was kind of, like, looking ahead just to see, like, what happened. Not course. what happens, but I was just like, no, 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 no. It's different this time. <laughs> I was just trying to see, like how long the chapter was. Sure, you know, sure. No, 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 no. I was just trying to see how long the chapter was and I read this one line that said, James, your bracelet's cracked. And I was like, that's tea. We love symbolism. I know. Oh my God, it's so great. It's so scary though, because like- I know. It's kind of, it, I mean, I, I kind of doubt that the bracelet's made out of iron, the like chain of iron? Cushion mark? I don't know, but it's I think literally it demon out of iron. It's literally it came from a demon! He's wearing a demon bracelet. His demon blood is thriving. Yeah. Uh, his one-fourth one-fourth? One-fourth demon blood. <laughs> oh my god. But it's weird, though, because James gets all these benefits from his demon blood. Like, he can, like, shoot a gun. But then Lucy gets, like, none of it except for she can, like, talk to the dead. There's that. Well, she can command them, too, but... Yeah. Which is interesting. But, you know, James gets all this stuff. He wants to be the vessel, like, Belial's vessel for coming to and taking over the whole world. And honestly... Lucy's probably feeling left out right now. She's not getting any of the attention from their grandfather. How rude. Yeah, like, who needs who needs Jesse when you can have your demon grandfather's um, validation? I know. Wow, grandfather, I want to be your vessel. He doesn't even want to be it. Let me do it. Also, though, like, it's kind of crazy because Belial, like, used Jesse's body to like kill people so then it's like lucy's grandfather is using her boyfriend's corpse to kill people i did not ex- expect that there were so many plot twists at the end that i had no idea of they just flew right over my head no literally like i i thought about so many people i was like could it be matthew could it could it really be james i, I never thought but- about jesse i was so shook with when james was like it's me i'm like no because i don't want cordelia to kill you and like that means you killed her father and like <sighs> oh my god it was wild mm-hmm. and then there was the whole plot twist with lilith mm-hmm. i knew the whole thing with wayland the smith i knew it was sketchy but i didn't think it was lilith yeah i thought this stuff was like maybe he's gonna like ask for a favor in the future and it's gonna Mm -hmm. be like super big but i was not thinking the mother of all demons was hiding in an old man body i know i was literally like yeah maybe he's like you know what if he like controls her to do something she doesn't want to do like this seems way too good to be true this can't be it and also like the whole thing like why is wayland the smith even still alive like I thought he was long dead by now, but apparently he wasn't. And so that was the whole thing. And then Cord- Cortana, like Cortana being weird. I was like, oh really? I mean I, I mean I'm pretty sure Cortana has killed other, you know, big demon people, like prince people. So I don't know why Cortana's being weird now, why is, you know, acting up. So it was a whole thing. So yeah, when I, when Cortana when she said it was like a burning sensation, I thought it was like the scabbard thing that her dad got her for her <gasps> oh. wedding. I thought it was that, and I was like, oh, "Is he evil?" But then, but then it wasn't, and I was like, "Oh, Lilith." That <laughs> been so good though. That would, yeah, that would have been such a good thing. Oh my god, wow. Um, <sighs> Cassandra Clare, hire us. We yeah. have ideas. Oh my god, the theories are endless. Honestly, on this, yeah. James, going back to him, because you know Cordelia is everything right now. It is so good. Him learning Persian for Cordelia. Oh my god, yeah, that was so it, cute. It makes my heart sing. It's so cute. And then he's like, "No, he's she's just a friend. She's just a friend. I she's it's just platonic." adrian aggress type beat <laughs> i know oh my god adrian aggress is quaking he could never you know actually I don't know. adrian already knows chinese though <laughs> adrian is one step james ahead is adrian conspiracy james is A- adrian aggressed from miraculous ladybug yes quality show love it <laughs> Even though Matthew looks more like Adrian than James, but I mean, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Okay. So now that we have everything out of the way, all the thing about the books, you know, we're done with them. We're going to talk about the stuff that actually matters. The ending. It was like, it wasn't heartbreaking, but it was just so, it gave you this sinking feeling it kept on getting worse because at first i was ecstatic because james confronted grace but the way that he said thank god that's sus james what are you doing this is not cool i know and oh my god i'm saying oh i don't feel the way like you could never compare it to the way i feel about grace what bad wording yeah, and literally, I get it. Like, great. Uh, James was using this whole strategy because he realized that Grace is, like, controlling his love. But, dude, you're in your own house. Have you ever thought maybe your wife, who lives in your house, might overhear you say, thank God, to a woman who's just said, I'm going to break up with my fiancé? Th- th- did you ever think about that? I know, and then, like, the way that... Grace, when she was, he was like, yeah, have you used this power on everyone else? And, like, Grace being, like, an abused child, obviously it sucks, but he was, like, saying, I remember how when you took the bracelet off me four months ago, I felt as though a fog has been lifted from my brain. I could think again. I've been, I've only been half alive since I was 14, and that's what really drove me, because Grace, she was planning on using James again to get away from her mother. And no, apparently, like, you 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 did enough damage already, Grace. Just leave them alone because she's emotionally manipulating everyone she meets constantly. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's also because she wanted her mom to, like, I mean, sort of. She, like, wanted her mom. I don't know. She's just, I get it. She's abused, but, like she just she's done so many bad things to James literally her saying if you don't like in chain of gold she said if you don't give up everything for me like give up your runes well I guess you just don't love me that much Mm -hmm. when they were kissing because you know she was trying to get more control over him while Cordelia was gone she she was like yeah but if you would like I don't know who you were kissing, but it wasn't me. You literally know she he's in love with Cordelia. What are you accusing him of? Okay, but that scene gave us the scene where um, Cordelia was like, because, you know, James being the good friend he is, was like, I kissed Grace. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. but Oh, my God. He's like, I should tell her. I'm like, why? No. Why do you need to tell her? But um, Cordelia was just like, okay, well, to make up for it, you gotta kiss me. And I was like, oh my god, I'm making moves. And, you know, it was that whole scene, it was so good. I think it was better than the whispering room. For the sure. The whispering room sure. was kind of out of nowhere. Oh my, I'm just angry. This scene, this entire thing, just makes me so annoyed because they could have been so cute. <sighs> childhood friends to lovers great trope one of my favorite I mean it still kind of is it's just interruption yeah, with I um the angst yeah. you need to add it in but then it was so sad because after James realized that he's loved Cordelia his entire life Cordelia left to go to Paris with Matthew and that's why I took one star off because I was salty that she went to Matthew for a distraction almost like kind of took advantage of his feelings kind of in a way to, like, get away from London. Didn't he also confess already? What? Did, didn't did he confess or did he... He said it, like, when she got to his house, he was like, yeah, oh, but, you yeah. know, when I saw you, like, do the whole, like, dance thing and Chain of Gold, that's when I started to love you and all that. And so then they, you know, escaped to Paris... And every month I see people online saying that they're pissed at Matthew for doing this because he should have known that, like, James wouldn't do this to Cordelia. He had something up his sleeve. Something was wrong with James. Yeah, no offense. James is mm-hmm. not, not, that's not, like, Mm-mm. based on what he showed, like, obviously he pulled through last second, but based on what he showed Matthew, like, he he would not do that. Yeah, and he wouldn't, he, Matthew doesn't know any better. He literally was like... He said to James, if you don't love Cordelia, why don't you let someone else have a shot? Like he doesn't know. He didn't know any better. Maybe Cordelia, she should have waited for James to like explain to her something because he literally said I'll explain everything to you later after I talk to Grace. Mm -hmm. So why aren't more people annoyed at Cordelia? She's the one that agreed to go to Paris. Matthew was already heartbroken. He's he would have been even more heartbroken when they started to love each other because, you know, that's the final seal. Like, they aren't, like, there's no way he's going to get Cordelia, Cordelia. Yeah. And and then he literally, he's like, we should go to Paris. I'll put my feelings aside. It's just us, like, escaping. And then, oh, my God. And then Cordelia was like, the entire trip, you can't drink. Oh, my God. I, I teared up during that moment. It hurt. Yeah. A lot. I remember you telling me, you were like, I hope, like, obviously we hope that he gets better. It's just, like, alcoholism doesn't work like that. I know. I kept on going down a hole thinking about that deal because, obviously, alcoholism, it, you can't just, like, stop, you know? Elias would have stopped. Like, a bunch of people, they would have stopped if they could just... If someone just told them, yeah, but you, you can't drink, like, you know, yeah. it's addicting. It's, like, that thing where it's, like, can you not do it for me? It's, like... Yeah. Uh, it's, like... It doesn't work like that. It's, like, for some things, it's just, like, hey, don't be sad. That makes me sad. Like, that's different. Yeah. But, like, you can't ask someone to stop hurting themselves just because, oh, you know, I, I'm concerned. Like... Okay, that's worded wrong. Like, of course you should try to help them. It's just like the Mm -hmm. for me part just kind of... mm. Yeah, But the thing is that I don't think Cassandra Clare is going to write Matthew just to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. I think she's going to make it like he's drinking behind her back or something like that. And I think that just makes it worse because that's not Matthew's character either. So, you're going between either be having a true portrayal of alcoholism or going against Matthew's entire character arc, ruining it, and making me sad. Mm-hmm. Because then he's. Cordelia's obviously going to confront him, be like, yo, you promised me, and all this. And that's why they're going to have to go back to London. And then he's going to be even sadder because, like, James oh my is going to be, be a like, whole Cordelia, I, I love you, and. Thinking about it makes me scared. I know. And there's this whole theory that Matthew never really loved Cordelia or something like that. It was just because Grace kissed him. And that's what caused him to all of a sudden be like, oh, Cordelia? Or something like that. Huh? Huh? Cordelia? But I don't think that's it either. I think he truly loves her because he wouldn't tell his secret to just anyone So this is a whole sticky situation, and it's not going to work out like Jem, Will, and Tessa. It's going to be a whole thing. I really, really hope that Matthew gets someone at the end. Because, like, I I definitely don't really ship Matthew and Cordelia, but I want Mm -hmm. him to be happy. He needs to to love himself before he can love anyone else. But then I need to know who he ends up with. Who's your competition? (laughs) I know, who's my competition? Maybe he ends up with you. Oh! <gasps> That's perfect. Matthew, even though he's dead by now? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> literally me and Matthew, Will and Matthew, like... Yeah, I'm literally like, oh, Jen's a silent brother, but Jem? <laughs> Jem? You know, he's like, kind of like, you know, he has a lot of tattoos on his face. He's, you know, he can't really do much. He yeah, can he, even be he'll with... always listen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's perfect. He can't speak back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ideal situation. Oh my god, oh my god. I remember I saved this quote from, like, it's the one thing I highlighted on my Kindle copy. And it's literally, all the best men are either married or silent brothers. <laughs> Very fitting for you. Very and, fitting. I mean, Will is also married. So, for you too. You know, Jem is technically married too now. And he's a That's daughter. true. It's a, it's a double, double, um, <laughs> double trouble. It hurts being us. Seeing the love of our lives, you know. Pursuing other relationships. Pursuing the because same like, girl. Because Tessa is so great. Tessa is so lucky. Oh my god. Oh my god. She got both. How does that just happen? I know, but like. I'd be down for either. Even more, Will I there are, like cute moments between her and Will. Like, I didn't. I know. I, didn't, I mean, it's always weird because they're, like, older. But, like, I'm pretty sure there's this one scene where there was a demon that followed them to a party. It's, like, Will's old demon friend. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then he looked at Tessa and he's like, can I? And she's just like, okay. And then he, like, ran after it like, ah, let's go kill I you. Know. That was so cute. I, I was like. I was like beaming the entire time because obviously Will by now he's like middle aged so like yeah he's like <sighs> a forty year old man going can I to his wife so he can chase down a demon. Oh, but it's so cute because he was so excited and Will, and Tessa was like, see that's like him. He's still a boy. Like he's still the seventeen year old I fell in love with, and like that's just so special. And I, I love Will. <sighs> Will's so precious. Yeah. And then when he, like, when he came with the mortal sword and he was going to be all serious and asking, like, Thomas and Alistair questions on what they were doing and why they were, if they actually were the ones committing the murders. And then by the end, he was like, tell me this. Does Gideon know that he owes me, like, 20 pounds or something like <laughs> yeah. that? And I was like, see, that's the will I know. Yeah. Him literally, like, doing that. And then Thomas was like, yeah. And he's like, I knew it. That was great. And, like, when the, you know, the sea demon or whatever, like, flooded the institute courtyard place, and, like, everyone is fighting, like, all the generations, I was like, oh. And then, you know, I usually love Will. I love seeing him in a book. But when Matt when J- James was chasing after Matthew and Cordelia, trying to get them away <gasps> from Paris, he just came out of nowhere and told him to stop. He could have waited five minutes. Okay, but like, honestly, I, I blame Lucy. <laughs> yeah, I blame Lucy too. She did not have to do all that. Yeah, like, like her, g- deciding to command Jesse to live, and then her basically like fainting and collapsing, and then Malcolm stealing her away to sh- like to make sure that no one knows that she was someone that doing that was doing ne- necromancy and all that. Blame Lucy. Yeah, sorry. I know Isabel loves Lucy, so if she hears this, she'll be like, ah! But Isabel, I, I feel like if you read this book, you'll know. Yeah, she hasn't read it yet, so she doesn't know. Isabel, you better not be listening to this podcast episode. If you are, it has to be after you finish. But, like, Lucy's she's still so cute. Like, she brings around a notebook to write about her, like, the beautiful Cordelia or whatever. But, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, Cassandra Clare just, um, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to work out. I, you I'm know. worried for Chain yeah, of same. Thorns. I need it to come out immediately, same. like, I—a um, whole nother year. I know, it's so painful. I am excited for the cover though, it's going to be yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. Except it's gonna be Grace on the cover. So, like, I don't, she's. Grace is so pretty, but, like, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I think Grace also has a very good aesthetic. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know, because it's like thorns, right? So it's like probably roses? Oh, yeah, I was saying like red theme, but then, like, Isabel said that, like, Cordelia's hair is red, so. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe like red background, silver stuff. Yeah, or maybe green. But chain of gold is mm. green. Oh yeah it is. My bad. Um Um purple? I oh, don't I don't know if I like purple and red. Yeah. Guys, I if you have it. any any ideas you should tell us on like our or Instagram our or, or our email if you wanna be fancy about it. <laughs> or or TikTok. Yeah, you can DM us. Yeah, DM us, you know, talk to us. We love, you know, like the girl link tree. Yeah, I know. We love interacting with people, just talking about books. Mm-hmm. If you ever need anyone to talk about Chain of Iron with, because I was struggling that week when I was waiting for Ani to get her a copy. It was not good. I was crying. I was like not doing well. Matthew. Matthew. Poor Matthew. I remember oh, I Matthew. <laughs> I got it. And so, like, I told you, and then I was on TikTok, and I tagged you in the TikTok, and then I was like, <gasps> and I was like, don't worry, I'll read, I'm just taking a break. <laughs> no, literally, I saw that, I'm like, Anya, you already have, like, no time to read. You need to get on this. It is good. It, I, like, I was busy when I was reading Chain of Iron 2, and- i don't know i found the time it was amazing mm-hmm. it was like fast paced enough to where it wasn't like confusing for me to read like in separate like multiple separate little parts but it was fast paced enough where i could just jump right in when i started reading again it was flawless i think cassandra clare did really well because like i rated um clockwork princess five stars but that's just because you know i love gem like obviously the plot is good too but just mm-hmm. as a whole, I think Chain of Iron was super well done. Like I was I know, low-key it was surprised. Really good. I know. Same. I was like, obviously, I was excited to see what would happen, but I didn't expect it to be better than like any of the other books. Yeah, I didn't expect you know? to love it so much and to have this much to say about it. You know. I know this is a long podcast episode. Loki's still going strong, you know, but. I don't know. I feel like it was very on par with the cl- the ending of Clockwork Prince kind of, mm-hmm. you know? Because Cassandra Clare literally said that Clockwork Prince had like it's very similar the two plot twists and like I kind of agree. So, same energy. You know, same energy with Will finding out that he was never cursed this entire time, but then Jem and Tessa got themselves engaged same energy as james realizing he was cursed and he loved cordelia but then they went off to paris Mm i i don't know i feel like it won't really happen but i want to have like you know in tv shows where there's filler episodes and they go on trips like in anime there's always like an a beach episode Or yeah. or or in like sea dramas, they go to the beach and there's always a scene where they're like running around. Mm-hmm. Like For I want that to, to happen, but I feel like just based on the direction that the series is going, I don't think we'll I get don't think that. So. I really want Matthew to be happy. That's all I want in life. We can only hope. You know, I hope they're happy in Paris. I don't know if they will be. But, I mean, I don't know. Paris is a pretty place. It's a romantic place. <laughs> James is quaking. Yeah, well, romance is, is not the, the strong suit of Matthew or Cordelia. Thank you for listening to Book Expectations with Anya, Doris, and Isabel. Email us at bookexpectationspodcast at gmail.com. That is bookexpectationspodcast at gmail.com for any recommendations on what books you'd like to hear next. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and friend us on Goodreads at book expectations Podcast, or click the link in our bio.